Guys, as we get older, we all start to notice minor changes in sexual performance. It happens, but you can stop Mother Nature. Whether you're just starting to develop erectile dysfunction symptoms or are suffering from chronic ED, call Metro Men's Health. Skip the pills and injections. They're only temporary and lose effectiveness over time. Metro Men's Health treats the root cause of ED, lack of blood flow, so it works long-term. Metro Men's Health uses the most advanced and clinically proven wave therapy on the market to actually repair aging blood vessels and restore them to a younger you. Get your spontaneity and your confidence back with safe, effective treatment from Metro Men's Health. Visit MetroMensHealth.com or call 833-687-0700. Don't let ED get worse. Call Metro Men's Health today, 833-687-0700, 833-687-0700. Guys, as we get older, we all start to notice minor changes in sexual performance. It happens, but you can stop Mother Nature. Whether you're just starting to develop erectile dysfunction symptoms or are suffering from chronic ED, call Metro Men's Health. Skip the pills and injections. They're only temporary and lose effectiveness over time. Metro Men's Health treats the root cause of ED, lack of blood flow, so it works long-term. Metro Men's Health uses the most advanced and clinically proven wave therapy on the market to actually repair aging blood vessels and restore them to a younger you. Get your spontaneity and your confidence back with safe, effective treatment from Metro Men's Health. Visit MetroMensHealth.com or call 833-687-0700. Don't let ED get worse. Call Metro Men's Health today, 833-687-0700, 833-687-0700. Six eight seven zero seven zero zero. On this episode, quite simply, we're going to have a quick interview with Texas Representative Matt Krause, and then I'm going to talk about the NFL and why I stand. All this on this episode of Trend Chat. Welcome, welcome everybody to another episode of Trend Chat. I'm your host, Brian Bledsoe. And if you want to connect with us, whether on so you know on social media, whether it's Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, it's all the same name, Trend Chat 24-7. And I write for politics.com if you want to read some of my articles, which actually will have a probably a new article posted sometime soon. But if you want to read my current article just go to politicians.com slash author slash brian bledsoe also f- don't forget about the new book politicians a clearing call to political activism which is available on barnes and noble and amazon over 300 pages from contributors like myself talking about health care education social issues and a number of other topics and the article that i contributed to the book was about my time as a national delegate at the Republican National Convention 
So, as I said before, pick up five copies. <laughs> Ten copies. I don't, you know. One copy would be great, you know. But I'm just saying, if you want to get ten, that's up to you. Now, <laughs> now, I was at the Texas Tribune Festival this past weekend. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to stay there for the whole event because my job kept me from <laughs> having to stay the whole time. I had to actually work in between the festival, so I kind of missed probably about half of it actually that being said like i mentioned about my articles on politics um, com. one of the articles is about my time at the festival last year which was my first credentialed event as media quote unquote <laughs> and one thing i've mentioned in that article is that it's a pretty liberal crowd at this festival i mean you have your conservative speakers in there but it's pretty liberal and that's actually where we did um the interview with texas representative matt kraus it was after his panel at the festival now before we get to the interview i do have one observation and there was a conversation um at the at the festival which featured a one-on-one with texas speaker joe strauss and one thing i noticed during his i guess conversation his talk or whatnot is that one thing i well let let me preface this by saying this festival was at the university of texas in austin and I've said before, Austin is basically the California of Texas. Basically, it, it's it's a Calif- it's just California, and not the California of Texas. It, it is it's like California, and so all the liberals that participate in these panels, you know, they get cheered and whatnot and celebrated. And any conservative on the panel, they either get dead silence or or booed. Or with one thing that they do, I've noticed. I don't know if they did this last year or not, but they do this little hissing noise, like sound like a snake. <laughs> they start hissing at people when when they disagree. I don't know. I guess that's their own little way as far as not being too loud as far as booing, but still want to voice their displeasure or whatnot. And I just think it's it fits for them to be hissing like snakes because I think it actually fits them. <laughs> and that <laughs> I'm you know. It's just a thought that came across when I keep hearing the little hissing noise, especially when the they had the, I guess the the talk between John Cornyn and Ted Cruz. It was a lot of hissing in the auditorium, and um, I say yeah, 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 that fits you. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I said all that to try to preface in what I'm in the conversation with Texas. Speaker Joe Strauss. And one thing I mentioned before is that when I go to different states, as far as going to different Republican club meetings or Tea Party meetings in other states, and when they find out I'm from Texas, all of a sudden the people have this glazed look over their eyes and like think I'm from, you know, conservative utopia or whatever. And one name I always bring up for the most part is Joe Strauss. And because I said, 
our state is no different than any other state. We deal with rhinos, establishment types, just like, you know, in Washington. And Joe Strauss is an example of that. He's a pretty, you know, he's a establishment, moderate, whatever. He calls himself conservative, whatever. But, you know, he's that establishment just like up in D.C. And so I'm saying all this because during his conversation at the at the festival and at University of Texas in Austin, I think he got applauded like half the time. You know, there was sometimes where they disagreed, but for the half of it, he was getting applause. And I just said this, if you can applaud it by a 95% liberal crowd, not, you know, you're probably a rhino. <laughs> uh, you're, pretty, you're probably an establishment type. And I'm pretty sure he, he he would disagree. He would call himself a conservative. But yeah, if you listen to what he was saying, he pretty much was, you know, basically just wearing his establishment you know crests on his chest he was like yes i'm a, i'm a moderate <laughs> and um so that was just one thing there was a couple other things that i noticed but i did just one thing that kind of stuck out so i'm gonna get out to um get to our interview with representative Krause, which like i said which was at the festival and we had a couple of minutes to, to talk and i just said this now you're going to hear it, but given that we had a, a limited amount of time, I kind of rushed the interview to the point where I had to edit it to make it sound somewhat clear on my end. Just me. I'm, it's this all on me as far as how it sounds, because I have to I, I, I need to learn how to do a quick interview, but also not talk like I'm Speedy Gonzalez or whatever. So you're about to hear it. So trust me. And so let's just get to it. Now let's go and just let's rip the bandaid off and get this over with. Just I'm I'm going to torture myself and hearing how I sound, but it's okay. Like I said in the beginning, we're all on this journey. You're on this journey with me as far as my learning experience, and this is just another one of those times. So, so here we go. I interviewed with Texas Representative Matt Krause. Hello, this is Trent Chat, and we are pleased to have Representative Matt Cross with us, representing the 93rd District. So, how you doing? I'm doing great. So, um, you just finished the panel talking about the grassroots agenda. Let me say, we were at the Texas Tribune Festival, so what was that about? That's right. Basically, it was just saying, you know, what did the grassroots felt like they got out of this last session, and what are you looking for going forward next session? What do you think are going to be the issues in the primary? What do you expect in the next 2019 uh, session? So, it was just kind of, what did the grassroots feel about what just happened and what's going to happen? Okay, and well, yesterday there was a meeting with the, I guess, Republican caucus, so I, I don't know what all you can tell me about, but just kind of give us a little general information about that. Yeah, it was our, it's kind of our second meeting to begin discussing the process by which the Republican caucus is going to select its preferred candidate for speaker in future sessions. So, uh, we're just kind of discussing what would that look like, should we even do that, should we go for it. Uh, it was our second meeting of that nature, and it was very positive and it was very encouraging, so we're going to keep the d uh, discussion going, and uh, I think we're going to see some fruit out of that uh, in the not-too-distant future. And uh, out of that, uh, you had one person already announced to run, I guess to run as a, for a speaker, his uh, name Phil King. Do you have any thoughts on, on Phil? Yeah, uh, you know, uh, we've worked together well, uh, our three sessions. Now, uh, it's, it's going to be interesting to see if anybody else 
jumps in. And uh, sometimes it takes that one person to break the ice or uh, to see what happens. But I, I think it's healthy. I always think it's good when you have choices, when you have options. And I look forward to uh, sitting down with Representative King and whoever else files uh, their paperwork to say, why do you want this? What are you going to do with this? And uh, what, what can we expect from you as our next speaker? Well, speaking of people who are filing, are you considering filing yourself? No. I've got five little kids, and uh, that's a full-time job, and I just don't have that. So uh, God bless anybody who does, but uh, I just don't have the time. And so uh, as of right now, I have 0% plans for doing that. And uh, so I guess one of my last two questions, uh, with the Freedom Caucus, Texas Freedom Caucus, and how do, how do you feel as far as the with the regular session and the special session as far as the Freedom Caucus and what they've accomplished? Yeah, you know, uh, our caucus chair, Matt Schaefer, talked about bold baby steps. I mean, we weren't setting out to change the world, but I think from that purpose, we're very intentional about what we did. I think we made a lot of great impact on policy uh, in the chamber. I think we made a lot of good impact on maybe changing the process and how things go and shining a light on some of the uh, deficiencies in the process that we saw. So all in all, I think uh, the Freedom Caucus exceeded a lot of people expectations for our effectiveness and ability to get results. Well, I appreciate everything y'all doing, especially what you're doing and Texas Freedom Caucus in general. So thank you so much for your time. Yeah, I appreciate what you're doing, man. You do the hard work. So thank you for being at everything and showing up. Keep up the good work. Yep, and thanks to Representative Krause for joining us. And yeah, wow, I was horrible. <laughs> but hey, uh, maybe, maybe you don't think so. If you're listening to this, you're probably like, hey, it wasn't that bad. Great. I'm glad you feel that way. I, I, I differ. <laughs> I beg to differ on that. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, hopefully with more experience in knowing how to do a quick interview as opposed to, you know, tripping over yourself because you, you're thinking about, oh, I got this much time. I got to get it out. Anyway, <laughs> so before we get to the NFL and why I stand, let's hear a word from our friends with the Founder Project. Hello, Trend Chat fans. The Founding Project invites you to experience our latest resource to take civics to citizens, TFP's new website. Visit us at www.thefoundingproject.com. Be a part of the civics movement with The Founding Project. The Founding Project is a 501c3 education nonprofit. Join us today. Well, all right. Now, I almost feel like I need to play that some sort of warning or t whatever, or some sort of like, I don't know. I don't even know if I have any sound effects for that, but let me see. I'm just going to play some and see how it works. Let's see. Yep, that, that, that'll do it. <laughs> let me make sure I make this obligatory disclaimer before I get into anything as far as the National Anthem protest. You and anyone else have the absolute right for free speech to protest. And as long as, you know, peaceful protest, freedom of speech, all for it. Just got to say that because for some reason, it feel like if you don't say that and if you're making any sort of criticism, especially about the, you know, Colin Kaepernick or even Black Lives Matter, if you making any criticism for some reason you are a, a racist or a fascist or whatever is whatever it is you, they can think of and unfortunately you have to feel like you need to make those sort of disclaimers you got to put that out there first just want you to know that because 
apparently you just assume that I'm not for free speech and not for a peaceful protest. But yeah, just want to make sure I put that out there and before I get into any any of this. So there we go. <laughs> so now well, I guess the first thing I want to bring up is that <clears throat> if you are one of the people who were complaining critic I guess criticizing Tim Tebow a few years ago when he was kneeling to pray and saying that you don't need to bring religion in to to our uh, to our sports and you know just stick with football or whatever something like that if you were doing all of that back then and yet turn around right now and heaping praise on Colin Kaepernick and everyone else who is doing these national anthem protests now. Just stop listening. I mean, I'm just saying, because I, I got no time for you. I can't keep, you know, I can't take it seriously. And it's something I posted a couple of days ago. Is that's how, if you're one of those people, you're a hypocrite. So I'll just keep it at that. So I, I just wanted to mention that first. And just get that off because um that double standard is just I I just can't stand those double standards like that it, and it's just so clear <laughs> it's so clear stuff like that but anyway this whole thing kind of started well I can't say started but I guess it got taken to another level with President Trump's remarks on Friday at the rally in Alabama for Luther Strange which who actually lost tonight to Roy Moore. So I don't know much about that race. I heard Roy Moore is a good conservative. That's what I heard at least. So if that's the case, great. And hopefully it will steer the Senate, for, you know, away from these deals with the Democrats. Oh, okay. All right. Stop, Brian. Don't, don't, don't go there. Roy Moore, he, he won. So, anyway, at that rally, President Trump made some remarks about the people who were doing the national anthem protest. And like many things with President Trump, with me, there are some things I like, some things I don't. <laughs> and to go back to what I was saying about free speech, he as the president has the right for you know free speech to criticize this protest it's totally in his right it was in his right to do it and even though i agree with what he said as far as that criticism that just the criticism of it i don't agree with what he said as far as asking the owners to fire them because that he's in the capacity of a government official and that's not something you know, you want to hear from the government to be firing people. I mean, kind of going back to the whole Jamel Hill thing. Now, what Sarah Huckabee Sanders said, I mean, take it from exactly how she said it. She said it was a fireable offense. And I would actually agree with it being a fireable offense, what Jamel Hill, Hill did as far as what she said about President Trump being a white supremacist on Twitter and whatnot. Given the standards as far as what is a fireable offense, especially if you had to 
tables turned and you said that about a Democrat, that would be a fireable offense. Because if that was the other way around, that person would be fired or at least something would have happened to them. So I agree with it being a fireable offense. But to, to say that, you know, ESPN should fire her. No, I don't agree with that. Or saying that what President Trump saying that the owner should fire them. Not because President Trump said so. That's up to those owners as a private business. If they want to fire him for kneeling, that's on them. So I didn't agree with what President Trump said about that. But as far as his criticism is and calling it disrespectful, I mean, people, they can say, the people who are kneeling can say that they're not being disrespectful all they want. But it's pretty it's pretty easy to see it that way because you're kind of picking the one time when you know it's not like this is a law that people stand it's just is a i guess you call it it's a tradition or a custom and that we that we're doing it it's not like we have to do it by law it's not that and so at a time where you're singing the national anthem and you're doing that kind of paying respects to the people who have sacrificed for this country that's that's just the tradition of it and so when you're doing something totally different and not even just kneeling i'm talking about if you're doing anything else <laughs> so even before all this happened if there were people walking around while the anthem was playing or some of that in the area where it's being played people will look at you kind of funny like you know <laughs> need to stop and pay your respect or something like that. People were doing that then not even, you know, before this whole protest, just for the simple fact of just, it was just a tradition. And so that's just something that's kind of been you know, universally kind of known. So to do something outside of that, yeah, of course it's going to come across looking disrespectful. Just as much as if people are walking around, while the anthem is playing kind of you know so i like i said i agree with what the president said as far as being disrespectful and whatnot and um and like i said don't agree with the telling the owners to fire them like i said it's up to the nfl to make their own conclusion now speaking of the nfl you know outside of what happened last week they've been trying to act like they're neutral in this whole deal which is ludicrous because the nfl regulates everything on the field on the field of play all the, they regulate how players can dress what cleats they can wear what uniform what jersey their behavior as far as how much they can celebrate and anything else on the sidelines they regulate everything so for them to act like they can't regulate another part of the, of what goes on on the field, um, that's just not true. That's dishonest to say that, no, we, we don't want to do that. But why? You do it to everything else. So, But, but you're trying to claim like a neutral. Trying to claim like, oh, well, we're just, we just want to stay out of it. Eh, but you're not. You, by not doing anything about this just like 
you didn't do a thing about the St. Louis Rams doing the hands up, but don't shoot, but yet turn around and keep people from wearing cleats to commemorate nine 11 or the keep the Dallas Cowboys from wearing a decal to remember the, the fallen police officers. You didn't let them do that. So you regulate that, but yet you have no prop, but you don't want to re regulate this protest mainly because you know, that it that it will anger a lot of your players for one. So and 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 also because like most corporations and a lot of these, and they definitely if they are not actively liberal, they definitely are. They're definitely just trying to uh, at least play off as being neutral, but at the same time still kind of giving a wink and a nod. That, yeah, we we. Yeah, we with your progressive out of allergy, you know, but, um, but yeah, so definitely the NFL definitely can't go around trying to make it seem like they're, but then, you know, this past weekend, they kind of basically just made the full tilt saying, okay, we just support the, the protests in a way because with the comments from President Trump, now you had not only the NFL as a whole, you also had, you know, the players, obviously, but then you had people from in the NBA and the other sport league. And then, you know, the, you know, obviously the celebrities, who, you know, Hollywood celebrities who just couldn't wait to jump on something that that's anti-Trump, something that made Trump look bad. Of course, we're in it on this. So, and so, um, yeah. And, you know, it's funny because I'm I have been watching all these. I guess little videos and of people who are throwing away their uh, jerseys, burning flags and, you know, burning season tickets or whatever. And, you know, that's, it's up to them. I mean, if they don't want to go to a game anymore, or watch the NFL anymore, that's, you know, perfectly up and perfectly fine. If that's what they want to do, that's, you know, it's their money. So, but for me, it's, you know, it's funny because I get a kick out of it, but I haven't been watching in a while myself. So I, I've kind of gone, gotten past this point. So I was a big Cowboys fan. So I don't have any Cowboys things to throw away because, or burn. <laughs> I don't think, I, you know, in talking about that, I wouldn't have burnt it for one. I would have just, if anything, I would have maybe gave it away or something, <laughs> which actually that's what I did with the cowboy stuff i gave it a goodwill but it was a couple years ago so i've kind of gotten past this point it just i guess a lot of people are just now hopping on <laughs> to the i guess not really caring about the nfl because i've mentioned this before and i'm I guess i would just get a little more into it now my interest in the nfl went down it started going down when nfl owners and players start throwing a little hits fit about of Rush Limbaugh potentially owning the St. Louis Rams. And I remember two people from that, Jim Mersey, the, the owner of the Colts, and Scott Vegeta. If I don't know if he's still playing or not. But and I remember those two uh definitely making making hay <laughs> about Rush Limbaugh owning or uh, potentially owning part of the St. Louis Rams. And that right there just really 
really got me like, uh, like why are y'all so adamant as far as not wanting him to own a team? I mean, just because you know he has conservative views or or whatnot. Like when I saw that, that just really, really turned me off as far as the NFL. I remember I was actually going to go to Indianapolis for um, no for vacation. And it was at that, you know, it was that year actually when all that went down and I canceled my plans because I, I didn't want to go to Indianapolis anymore. I didn't want to go to the Colts game, but mainly because Jim Merrill was so, so vocal <laughs> about it. <laughs> and, um, but yeah, that's where it started for me. And then you had the Baltimore Ravens, which it was funny. You had the Baltimore Ravens this week, um, this past week out there kneeling for the, um, during the national anthem, and that's that's one thing. Also, I I saw they stood for God save the queen, but they kneeled for the national anthem. Like you, really? <laughs> like, oh yeah, we respect your, <laughs> we respect the foreign country anthem, but our own man, nah, nah, not really. <laughs> I mean, that was like the nerve. Like, it just really, anyway. <laughs> but uh, yeah, but yeah. So the Baltimore Ravens. I remember this was a couple of years ago. They was out there promoting Obamacare. I'm like, what? Why, what are you? What? Why are y'all out here promoting Obamacare? <laughs> and um, and then you had, like I mentioned before, the St. Louis Rams doing the whole hands up, don't shoot. And the NFL not doing anything about that. And then you have Beyonce doing her uh, Black Panther performance <laughs> and uh, Black Lives Matter or whatever her, you know, whatever performance during the Super Bowl. So I kind of can go on and on, but I'm just telling you where it started for me was way back. I don't know when that was, but yeah, back when would that happen with Russell Limbaugh? I think that would maybe about five or six years ago, maybe longer than that. But that's where it started for me. Now, I know, well, I know a lot of people have just now kind of gotten fed up. I mean, maybe those other things were, they didn't like, you know, what, what was going on then as well. And maybe, you know, this whole thing with this mass protest because you already had, you know, Kaepernick from last year doing the protest, but that that kind of started a little bit. Now you had it to where people uh, people are just now are protesting Trump pretty much as much as the national anthem because it it's it's like they're kneeling in protest of of Trump and and or the national anthem. And so now, um, when talking about this whole protest of the national anthem, one, I think this is, I just think it's very misguided it's a, as far as what they're protesting. Because, you know, it's a whole perception of racial injustice because that's what they're saying. They're, you know, they're, they're kneeling during the national anthem because of racial injustice and police brutality 
and probably some and other things to do with racism or whatnot. And that's why I say I feel like it's misguided because I feel like what their what their perception I feel like it's just way overblown that they have this perception that there is some epidemic amongst police and black people making it seem like police are waking up every every morning and saying, how can I kill a black person today? Like that's what their, what their focus is. It has nothing to do with if the, person is actually committing a crime or whatnot. No, I know I'm a policeman, especially if I'm a white policeman, I must want to kill black people today. That's what they basically are projecting on <laughs> on people when they make it seem like police brutality is such an epidemic that is going on right now. And it's funny because if it, I feel like they fail to realize, you know, that the change that they want to have is basically within the the institution, the laws that they and the, with the country that they're protesting against. Because if you want to make any sort of change, it's right there in the Constitution. It's right there in the law of the land. It's not like you're living under some sort of dictatorship. It's not like you don't have a voice. If you want to, I guess, have something change in your community, in your neighborhood or whatnot, you have you have the means to do that. Go out and vote or to organize. But in going out here and blocking, you know, highways and you know kneeling and whatnot instead of doing that why don't you just get involved in the process why don't you just get involved go you know instead of kneeling on the field go to city hall and participate in a city council meeting or run for city council or whatnot because that's one. I guess it, I, I guess let's get to the reason why I stand because that's the reason why I stand. Because in the Constitution, everything is right there for anyone to have any change they, to happen in their community, in their country. It's all right there, and that's why I stand. Because if um. If there's something that I guess that I would want to see different in whatever, I have my vote for one. I I vote in the voting booth. I also vote with my money and how I patronize whatever. And, you know, America is not perfect and that is obviously obviously apparent. <laughs> we know that. But the I, I keep coming back to the fact that we have the framework in the constitution to make this country as it says a more perfect union. 
But here's the thing about it. It's up to, as it says in the Constitution, we the people. It's up to us to either vote and to get involved. And if you're not, then you, you're not really having a reason to to complain in a way. I kind of what, pe- what people say: if you if you don't vote, don't complain. If that's yeah, kind of how it goes. But um, but it's true because it's not like we're living in a monarchy where we have no voice. We have a voice. We just choose to use it how we want to. And I'm just going back to saying it's we the people. It's our responsibility. So here's here's the thing. If you don't like what's going on in your city, your county, your neighborhood, your state, whatever. Don't go out there and just start blaming corporations well, it's, or the man or politicians or this, that. No, first. Look at yourself, get a mirror. Look at yourself. Start there. Then also look at your fellow countrymen because I'll just call this episode. We the people because we the people are are the ones who put the money in those corporations hands. And we are the people who put those politicians in office. So if you have a problem with all of that, look at at ourselves because we're the ones giving them the power. No, it's not just coming out of nowhere. We're giving it to them. Um, we're sending the same politicians back to Washington or to wherever your state capital is. You don't like what what they're doing, and why you keep sending them back? <laughs> Get somebody else. Yeah, I mean, if you want some, if you want to see change, you want to see don't don't want the status quo, then either run yourself or support someone else who would bring the change that you want. And so, and see all that, what I'm saying, that's the reason why I stand because if (laughs) we get the country that we vote for, we get, we got, we get the country we deserve. So if you don't like what's going on, it's, there's no one else to blame but yourself, really. I mean, it's it, it's us. Like we, we're so quick to want to blame, like oh, it's the, it's, I don't know, Illuminati, or do we want to blame this corporation or that politician or this or that? Like, well, you know, the people out here are the ones who are voting. The the, the people are the ones that are out here putting these people in power and whether you're talking about in Washington or you know as, as, as a politician or any corporation we the people are making these decisions no matter how m- much someone want to want to make it seem like it's the man or it is this other you know shadowy figure or whatever like that it all comes back to us I mean even take it to the point like people want to say, well, why do we 
care so much about celebrities or why Kim Kardashian or whatever like that is uh, are so popular? Quite simply because people are <laughs> are buying what they're selling. <laughs> Quite simply. If people was not interested, they wouldn't be buying the magazines or watching the TV shows. They wouldn't those TV shows wouldn't have the high ratings unless somebody's watching. So that's why it's we the people who are the, who are to blame, and we need to quit trying to blame everybody else. And see, I, this this is not even just about the. National anthem protest. I'm just saying it's just in general. And so anyway, that's all I gotta I gotta say about that. And that I'm just saying as far as quite simply, the reason why I stand is because we the founding documents in our country give us everything we need for the change of whatever change that we seek to have. And that's why I don't have a problem with using uh, whether it's people call want to want to call it an article five conventional and conventional states. That's why I don't have, have a problem with that. If that happens, because it is in the constitution, it is a way, another way to get, um, to get change as far as the laws in this country. Now, that could be good or bad. <laughs> Not going to be one of those people that make it seem like, oh, well, we if we got this convention of states, everything would just be hunky-dory. No, <laughs> it could definitely go the opposite way. <laughs> but that being said, I can't say I'm, t I'm against it because it is in the Constitution. And <laughs> one other reason why is because we've been doing it one way all these years why not even try why not try another way and like i said it's, it's it's in the constitution so why not try it that's that's one reason why I, i'm not that you know against it either <laughs> but <clears throat> enough of that i appreciate everyone listening and you know i also had another thing about this whole nfl deal talking about um, Alejandro Villanueva, the Pittsburgh Steelers, who the only Pittsburgh Steelers who was out there um, standing while the rest of the team was in the tunnel, not going, coming out for the national anthem. I was going to say something about that, but you know what happened? turned out I actually wrote an article about it. So that article is probably posted sometime this week. So, so that's why I have too much to talk about that. I'll, it'll be in the article. Now, another thing I, I did want to mention is that I didn't notice that the Dallas Cowboys came out. And basically what the Dallas Cowboys did is try to <laughs> try to what? Buy, what, what, eat the cake and buy the cake and eat it too. I, I have totally forgotten what that phrase is. But anyway, they're trying to play both sides of the fence. <laughs> Put it that way. Well, they're going to come out, they're going to kneel before the anthem and then stand up and, and stand for the anthem. I mean, look, when you try to please everybody, you're not pleasing any, nobody. <laughs> I am trying to remember these cliches and then they just like, time they come out of my mouth, they just go right out, out of my head. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, they're trying to play both sides of the fence. It ain't going to work, bro. 
It ain't gonna work. Like, oh, well, we're just gonna kneel before to try to show and, and try to show that okay, we understand if it's yet we're gonna stand for the anthem. And, and yet you're gonna have both sides saying what? <laughs> and yeah, you're not gonna get anywhere. So you just make a choice, pick a side, and just go with it. <laughs> so I mean, I'm I've made mine, and I'm more than confident in sticking with it. <laughs> I have no problem with it. And in the past forty minutes, I have made the case as to why. And so glad to finally get this off my chest. I've been waiting to talk about this. I mean, well, I've been thinking about it, but I just now I just feel like, okay, let me just go ahead and make, make it known, make it clear. Cause I've talked about it here and there, but let's, you know, let's dedicate a whole time to talk about it. So anyway, appreciate everyone listening. And like I said, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all the same name, Trent chat, 24 seven available on Google, Google Play, iTunes, iHeartRadio. Appreciate Spreaker for giving us a platform. And with all that being said, until next time, we'll chat with you later. Guys, as we get older, we all start to notice minor changes in sexual performance. It happens, but you can stop Mother Nature. Whether you're just starting to develop erectile dysfunction symptoms or are suffering from chronic ED, call Metro Men's Health. Skip the pills and injections. They're only temporary and lose effectiveness over time. Metro Men's Health treats the root cause of ED, lack of blood flow, so it works long term. Metro Men's Health uses the most advanced and clinically proven wave therapy on the market to actually repair aging blood vessels and restore them to a younger you. Get your spontaneity and your confidence back with safe, effective treatment from Metro Men's Health. Visit MetroMensHealth.com or call 833-687-0700. Don't let ED get worse. Call Metro Men's Health today, 833-687-0700, 833-687-0700. Six eight seven zero seven zero zero. Guys, as we get older, we all start to notice minor changes in sexual performance. It happens, but you can stop Mother Nature. Whether you're just starting to develop erectile dysfunction symptoms or are suffering from chronic ED, call Metro Men's Health. Skip the pills and injections. They're only temporary and lose effectiveness over time. Metro Men's Health treats the root cause of ED, lack of blood flow, so it works long-term. Metro Men's Health uses the most advanced and clinically proven wave therapy on the market to actually repair aging blood vessels 
and restore them to a younger you. Get your spontaneity and your confidence back with safe, effective treatment from Metro Men's Health. Visit MetroMensHealth.com or call 833-687-0700. Don't let ED get worse. Call Metro Men's Health today. 833-687-0700. 833-687-0700.